welcome to another episode of Fools Daily. Um, I am joined today. Oh, for goodness sake. Sorry. Matt's here. I wasn't even going to introduce him because you can just assume that he's here now. And hanging you know, around like a bad smell. Well, some people like you being on the show. Oh, no, it's because of my wit and wisdom. I think it's just because you make the people feel better about themselves. About their lives in general. Yeah, that's why I hang out with you, because frankly, however bad my life got, it's not going to be as bad as yours. I've got something on my Mac screen, I don't know what it is. <laughs> is it a insects? I don't know what it is, but I don't want to put a UV light on it. Okay. Um, we are joined by an intelligent guest as well. Um, oh, what? Yes, you were you were very good last time you were on the show. Oh, thank you. Um, we're, joined, we're, we're joined by the wonderful Bunty. Hello. And yes, Which, to be fair, any, again, in comparison forever. to Matt, intelligent. Yes, this is very true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true because Matt knows nothing about anything, including no more about films than you do. Sorry. What? What are you saying? Trying to know more about films than you do. Well, not you don't know more about the film than we're going to talk about today because you haven't seen it. Because no. you're a fool. I'm getting round to it. I'm a very busy man. No, your missus doesn't want to go and see it, and so therefore you've not been allowed to. Same thing. <laughs> I want to go and see this film, dear. I don't. Okay, dear. We'll go and see the other one instead, which, by the way, does look quite good, actually. I think we're going to talk about the other one as well. Even though is it worth going to see? Because Rich is going tomorrow. Well, we'll, go, we'll come to that in a minute. Let's talk about your film first. Okay. Okay. Right, so, um, yes, it's a film show today. Woohoo! Yay! Hurrah. And uh, before we start film, um, you know, if you hear water and stuff, I am hobbying. Uh, That's funny, so am I. Well, I foolishly, foolishly on this week's um, Fool's Daily Weekly Hobby Pledge... Gave myself the task of actually painting the entire unit. Nice corporate branding. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah. Is that the Fool's Daily Hobby Challenge that you're currently winning because Matt can't actually accomplish anything? It's, it's, there is no winners or losers. Then why did you it's create about, it's, it's It's about self-motivation and generally the greater good. Which is, is why you're rubbish, about, because you're all about self-love. It, it's about a strong and stable hobby that is affordable for the elite few. What? And you. I, I completely lost where you were going with that. I have no idea. I'm on to my fourth can of cider. <laughs> Surely. So, uh, yes, yes, um, Bunty. It is indeed the Hobby Challenger, which I have nine points out of a maximum possible nine. And Matt has five. Six. Six? Yes. How did you get Six. Scored three in the first week, scored two in the second week, scored one in the third week. You scored, three one, in plus the, two you scored plus one in the second week. Two. You scored one, I'm pretty sure, because I'm sure it was 6-4. La, 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 la. Cops progress, stripping, done, play demons, not finished, up yours. Two. I'm looking, I'm, look, I'm looking so close yet. Didn't didn't do the cops. Oh, it might have been the week before where I did three out, two out of three. 
Yeah, because didn't you entitle the blog post as Meatloaf says two out of three ain't bad? Yeah, maybe. I think you did. Oh, yeah, it was. That's right. Because you didn't sort through the th- Yeah, okay. So there, so it's still... Um, oh, God damn it. You're still so I'm far changing, behind. Changing the rules soon. Yeah, well, when I'm not here. Yes. When you're in America, the rules will be changing. So what have you given yourself this week? You have given yourself make a base. Yes. Paint four figures. Yes. Which are all chain mail. Yes. Oh, what? He's, he's painting four Norman, ca- four Norman cavalry. On horses. Okay, you have to paint the horses brown. No, not just brown. What, you're going to paint the reins as well? No, I might do. The, 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 the horses are not just brown. Some are, like, dark brown. Some are light brown. Some in are must, in must middle defense, brown. Most of the horses from Norman... Like the Norman times, probably. No one cares about history, Bunty. You mean apart from the history graduate sitting on the other end of the Skype call? Because I kind of do. Yeah, Matt. You... I did the degree. <laughs> you, you tried to do one. <laughs> I did not. Yes, you I did. Drank a lot of things. No, you went theoretically to do one. In theory, yes. You can As always did go you do the one. first time round. Yeah. But I did do a proper one the second time round. Probably you. Well, yeah, okay. Okay, so uh, all right, so I didn't do a degree. You Still also employed, you, so you didn't do a degree, and you also didn't do your uh, hobby challenges. Yeah, all right. So, what you, what you, so this week you're paint you're painting an MDF building. Yes. Four nights. Four and four nights, and making a base. Not just making a base. It's a proof of concept, Michael. You're making a base. You're making a base. Yes. What size base? I, I don't 30 know. Thirty millimeter because it's for his towel. <laughs> oh, for God's no, sake! I like... a proper big base. Shut up! He's Jesus. basically gluing some cork onto a base. This is what yeah. he's doing. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Bunghole, all of you. Anyway, talk about films. Talk about films. All right, we, we talk should about, talk. talk about that film that you were going to talk about that I've not seen yet. You should really. All right. It's much fun to I'm see it. I'm going to! Jesus Christ. I am. You're not. I definitely am. I'm going to sit well, yes, you will. You will listen. when it falls on your computer. That would be illegal. <laughs> Copyright piracy is theft. I have no truck with that sort of thing. However, you won't go and see it at the cinema. Is it off already? No. Won't be long. Hang on, let me see. Oh, it's fascinating podcast content, isn't it? Matt checking the local cinema listings. Yeah. And then him going, oh, I can't go and see it. <laughs> right, so we are going to talk Wonder Woman. We are. Um, we are going to talk spoilers. Major So if you spoilers. haven't seen it, like Matt... Um, then you should probably go. But Matt isn't going to go because he says he doesn't care. Harumph, harumph, harumph. Because <laughs> well, I'm going to go and see it anyway. It's still on somewhere. Uh, oh, there it is. Wonder Woman. Yeah, it's still on at the pictures. I should go and see it. Four and a half stars on the Odeon website. Amazon and the right. princess leaves her home to fight for justice. 
Yeah, that seems reasonable. Yeah, four and a half stars is probably about right. Okay, so what's it about then, kids? <laughs> it's about I mean, Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's, for me, this is the movie that DC should have start, should have started with. I know Superman is the big character and had to start with that, but... He's boring. It, yeah, that's my big issue with Superman. That's why I didn't go and see it, because Superman is a bit boring. See, I didn't go and see it because it was made by Zack Snyder and he can't make well, a good movie. That didn't help, but I probably wouldn't have gone anyway because it's Superman and he's a bit boring. He is. He is. Though I am um, reading, and just as an aside, I am, based on rumours from last week, I am reading a very interesting comic at the moment um, called which, Red Sun. Aha! Because there was all this talk. It's a Mark Miller comic, and so there was all this talk yes. about whether it was going to become a movie. And it, it seems like it probably isn't. It was just, oh, yeah, that would be cool. Because it, it is a very, very cool comic. Cool. But it is very, very good. The comic makes mm. Superman really interesting. Yeah. There's a novelty, because he, he mm. is not. No, he isn't. Superman is rubbish. So, if it, I would have loved to have seen this as the first movie that kicks off the DC franchise the way that Iron Man did for Marvel. It's the, it was still one of the big names, but not one of the tent poles, if you were, like Batman or Superman. They're the two big DC tent poles, I think. When, when most people say, hear DC, they think Batman, Superman. I, so, I look at Wonder Woman and I think of a tent pole. <laughs> yes, we've we've covered it. We've, we covered this before we started recording. Yeah. I think Matt's yeah, got yeah. a bit of a thing for Gail Gadol. I think Matt's got, no, Matt's got the thing for girls, full stop. Oh, um, Her name is Gal Gadot. I read that today. Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was Gadot. Yes. Oh, no, okay. it was, there was, there was Gal Dot. I, it yeah. was on thing today. Oh, there you go. There was an article on um, 10 movie stars' it's, names that you're probably pronouncing wrong. And I was. I read fact. exactly that article today while I was very busy at work. <laughs> oh, because that website's not blocked? <laughs> no, because it's off the BBC website. I like to check the news, and then I read about the lions because <laughs> I was very busy. Mm. Um, yeah, I wouldn't. Dis- I wouldn't disagree with that. It would have been a good movie to start off. However, I don't think if it had been the first movie of the DC thing, you would have got that movie. Paradoxically, though, how many people maybe didn't go and see this to start off with because they were put off by the first two? And oh, thought, I oh think, my god, DC I just going to ruin oh, no, this. I think, I think very few. If, if you look, I mean, if, for all the slating that Batman versus Superman got, it's people still... went to see Suicide Squad in the bazillions. Yeah, I mean, still, see, yeah. they still made boatloads of money. Um, mm. I don't. I don't. I think, think they were just harvesting the organs of the people that fell asleep during the film. <laughs> Um, right. yeah. you, see, I, you see, I don't, I don't think it would, I don't think it, you would have got the movie that we got if it was the movie that was kicking off a, off this whole DC extended universe thing. No, because maybe they wouldn't have learned. Actually, Zack Snyder is completely rubbish as a director, mm. and got someone else, got someone else to do it. They would have, they would, gone, have, they would hit, have gone. For God, can you imagine Zack Snyder's Wonder Woman? No. I, I don't think they would have. I don't think they would have let What's the Face direct it. Frankly, yeah. if it was the first movie in the franchise, it would have been viewed as too great a risk from the studio. True, but then Marvel, Marvel did let uh, John Favreau direct. Did he, did he actually direct 
Oh, and then Ant Two, I believe. Yeah, I know yeah, but he was also he was also producer, so he was putting up his own money. Yeah. Ah, true. Yes. And he's and it also helps that he's best mates with um, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that does help. <laughs> but yeah, I would have liked to have seen this being. You're right. We probably wouldn't have got this movie, but it's the to me this has now kicked off the DC universe for me because I didn't I didn't go to the cinema to see Superman or Batman versus Superman. And now that I know we've got this character, I'm quite interested. I'm actually more interested now in um, Justice League because now I know how good Wonder Woman is as a character. But the question is whether it's going to be that good without this director and this scriptwriter. Which it isn't. You see, I don't think that it will. I think the the big problem that DC is going to have is that Justice League is the next movie. Mm. um, And you're going to run into issues where she's basically sidelined. Yep. Uh, that's worrying me. I, I'm suspecting her and possibly Cyclops are going to get nudged to the side quite considerably. Hmm. I don't the see The focus her... will be Batman, Aquaman and Flash. Yeah. Although, um, this is, and this is where, Matt, you are quite free to call me a hypocrite after all my comments about you fancying various members of the DC and Marvel. Oh, God, and if you say that you universe. like Jason, whatever his name is... Uh, Really sorry. I I just oh. think he's a. I think he's really funny as well, which helps. He, he just act. does the dead. He, no, but he does the deadpan very well. But she's him not acting, and it works. And I can just see him in this movie full of you know various superheroes just being yeah. I mean, the straight man, and it working. We're sort of, we're sort of divulging. We'll get back. To, we'll get back to Wonder Woman. The biggest yeah. problem that just in my mind that Justice League ha- has and is going Zack to Zack Snyder. No, no, it's not not even Zack Snyder is the material that you're working with because the fundamental difference between Justice League and Avengers, which let's face it, the, it's you the know, direct comparison the thing, is the power level of the heroes. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have Superman who is basically a god. But is he in Justice League, though? Because oh, if you've seen the end of... He will be. Well, he's, we know he's alive because they've already gave that away in the post-credits <laughs> bit. Yeah, true. I would be, and you know, I, Superman isn't going to die. It'd be good if they did, quite frankly. Plus, he, he's been filming shots, hasn't he? So, <laughs> you've got Superman who is basically a god. You've got Wonder Woman who is basically a god. Literally, yes. You have Aquaman who... If he's near water, is a god. <laughs> you have Flash, who, who yes, can he run has fast. one power, but his one power enables him to basically be a god. Yeah, bending time. Yeah, he just needs to run around you really, really fast, and then you're in a vacuum and you suffocate. He's not Apollo. He was the fast running type fella. Hermes, Hermes, Hermes or Mercury, thing. depending on which of the... Yeah, whether you're talking Basically, Greek. all right, history graduate, oh, kids. <laughs> um, you've got Cyclops is useless. Yeah, pretty much. I don't quite know why he's in this. <laughs> Cause, cause he's in uh, because they haven't put Green Lantern in. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, yeah, right. Green Lantern. I just kind of killed that one, didn't he? <laughs> Green Lantern. He's a god. You've got every everyone apart from yeah. ba- apart from Batman, who has godlike intelligence and money. Um, you've got everyone. You've got everyone is 
at god level power and so therefore you have to put them against god level em- enemies yeah so well, you know, do we know anything of the, the plot is it parody is it parademons though because they are quite powerful if i'm remembering my yeah, comics correctly. exactly exactly there's but this, you know if you look at um, the end of... You haven't seen Superman, but if you look at the end of Superman, he's fighting Zod. So that is no, I've seen it. I just didn't go to okay. pictures to see it. <laughs> so that's, so, that's two, so that's, two, that's two gods fighting, hence the devastation. Mm. Okay? Um, yep. Batman versus Superman. Oh, it's a god. It, took, it takes all three of them to take it down. Massive <laughs> devastation. Yeah. Now we're going to all yeah. of the gods versus... Bad demony gods. There's no human connection. I tell you what, there isn't either. The thing that worked beautifully with Avengers is you do have in Avengers people of a comparable power. You know, Thor theoretically is of a comparable power level to Superman. Yeah, he hasn't got the same range of powers, but power-wise, he's comparable. Hulk Mm. is comparable. Yep, but. The thing you then have the very human characters. You have Hawkeye; he can shoot a bow. Yeah. You have Iron Man, who relies on basically technology. He's technology, Batman. technology. Yeah, he's Batman. He's the Batman analogy. You have um, Cap, who is stronger. Stronger. He's better than a human, but he's nowhere near Thor power level <laughs> or Hulk power levels. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you've got the other human, human character, which is Black Widow. The whole New York incident. You had Mrs. Mrs. Spooner. You mean? <laughs> no, I, I don't mean that. The future Mrs. Spooner. Be careful, the, the real future so that was Mrs. Spooner. Yeah. <laughs> um, you had that connection with the whole New York thing, whereas what they've shown with the DC universe is that you get no connection. You just get large yeah. people being thrown into skyscrapers and the skyscrapers collapsing. Mm-hmm. And they tried to give you the human connection at the start of Batman versus Superman when they shoehorned in the, oh, the Wayne building was destroyed. Yeah. But there was, there was no play into that. Now, to be fair, Marvel have been doing that with, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They've been sort of shoehorning bits in. So at the end of um, Winter Soldier, when the helicarriers smash into, smash down. Oh, into the, yeah. city, into the city, yeah. Yeah. So... They, didn't, the play, they didn't really play off it in the movie. They played off a little bit in Civil War, but not a massive amount. But in the TV show... In the oh, Ages, quite quite a bit. Because it was the whole thing that made Tony Stark... Yeah. It was more Ultron, wasn't it, that made him... Well, no, well, ugh, I don't know. No, because if you think of the bad I guys, disagree. Civil War, was... his whole motivation was what happened to his family. Yeah, and the whole yeah, trigger for... Ultra, that's Ultron, that's not the Helicarriers. That's what I'm saying. No, but the trigger, the, the real trigger for Tony's reticence was meeting... The mother. Viola Davis downstairs and the mother yeah. and talking about her son Charlie, who got was, killed in Slugger-Savenia. Yeah. Yeah. In Slugger-Savenia. Yeah, which is Ultron, not no, the Helicarriers. But the, yeah, what we're saying it, is it, the... But it's about the damage, and then yeah. it references Ultron, then the damage, and actually it's the and they blame the, the Avengers for death it. at the and the death at the beginning. Yeah. No, of no, Civil I agree War. with all that. What I was trying to say is that they play off the helicarriers crashing in the TV series. In Agents yeah. of Shield, they play off the helicarriers crashing down from 
uh, Winter Soldier. The Ultron plays into Civil War, yes. Oh, the bit yeah. where he's fighting, where he knocks the helicarriers out of the sky at the end of, where they disable the three helicarriers. Yeah, and they all crash oh, into that bit. New York. Okay. Yes, I'm with you now. Sorry, I was clear. Yeah, where um, where Bucky and Cap are fighting, and then you've got the big twist at the end of the fight a load of thing. People again. Yeah, and um, he's just not. He's not murdering people. <laughs> he's a hammer. He's not at he's that. He's a tool. Point. He's not at that. Like point. you, he's not brainwashed. Yes, he is. <laughs> I love Galgado's sexiest. So on the subject of the, not being the human connection, and this plays in quite well with Wonder Woman because it, does. it was almost as if it, I had a plan. Almost as if you have a plan because, and this is where the massive spoilers come in. So if you haven't turned off, turn off now. We find out at the very end of the movie she is a goddess. She is Zeus's daughter, which I think you probably know from the comics, but they confirm that she is, and she has to fight Ares, who bizarrely is played by David Thewlis. What the hell? What is even with that? Yeah, so shall we come back to the end? Shall we Let's do, like, come the back. Beginning? Yes. Oh, the beginning's brilliant. But, well, everything. I mean, the whole film's brilliant. It's a very minor nitpick I have with the end. But yes, okay, see, I have the, a big. Be- I have see, I have a much bigger nitpick with the end. So. Yeah, I suspect it's the same one, but it just didn't bother me as much. Is it Baby Groot? <laughs> it's nowhere near <laughs> as part on the Baby Groot hatred. No. No. I re- I enjoyed the first part of the film. It was very cool. Sort of seeing the the Amazon the Amazonians, although I am slightly confused how nobody found the island before now. Because they never sailed through the fog barrier. Clearly, but how did no one ever sail through the fog barrier? Oh, because For the same just... reason they didn't descri- didn't find Kong Island until somebody sailed through. <laughs> my my guess is is that Ares was actually helping. I mean, Ares created the war, so he was helping them go yeah. through the fog barrier. So yes, so there is this island with the, where the Amazons live and. Um, Diana is one of them, but isn't one of them. And it's sort of, you get little things, oh, she was made out of clay. Yep. Um, but really, her mum slept with Zeus. Yeah. He does get about it. Which is fine, because Zeus has got that reputation for getting her yeah, yeah, absolutely. Zeus loves to hit the Punani. <laughs> but the whole... All the stuff on the island I loved. All the training I thought yes. was brilliant. And it was fantastic to see Robin Wright back in a major film. because Very good. That was great because someone pointed out that's two princesses now who have become generals. Because <laughs> Princess Leia became General Solo, presumably. Or General Garner, I think she became. And then obviously Robin Wright was Princess Buttercup from Princess Bray. So that was just a neat little, neat little thing. Geek. Yeah. That's one of my favourite movies, so I was bound to notice that. It's everyone's favourite movie, isn't it? It should be. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's brilliant. It is very good. Um, but yeah, all the stuff on the island I thought was yeah. So they're really, on the, they're well on an, they're on an island. Um, they're this race of martial women who. Um, <laughs> no, stop it. I'm um, just thinking of your house because that's a house full of martial women yes, as well. And it's sometimes like it's sometimes like the Amazon's Isle, um, and they are preparing for the return of Ares, the god Ares. Um, and there's a there's some very nice scenes about how they were all created and how it's all meant up. And there's some very good dialogue throughout um, the 
film where it's very much you're entering into the ma- the world of man. It's not the man yeah. man's world. It's the world of man, and man is very much portrayed as um, someone who is ba- basically a baser being than the Amazon than the Amazons are. They are unworthy. Yes, hum- mm. humans as a species are unworthy. But but all humans are referred to yeah. as the world of man. Yes. Mm-hmm. They um, don't make that distinction, which yeah. is quite cool. And so there's an incident happens and Chris Pine, who is playing it's set in it's set in um the nineteen fourteen, nineteen eighteen. It's nineteen it must be nineteen eighteen because it's the end of the, the Yeah, it's coming up in the First World War. Which and, I quite liked actually. And well, so did I. Really, yeah. um, though interestingly, of course, the original comic it's in World War Two and so you couldn't set it in World War Two because then it's a direct copy of Captain America. Yeah, so I did like that they pushed it back a bit. Um, so I like the World War One stuff. So basically, Chris Pine um, is a spy. He lands on the island and he's being chased by the Germans. And the Germans he doesn't come... land on the island, does he? He crashes, and she has to go and save. The first thing she has to do is save him. She does do a lot of saving of him. She does do a lot of saving. Well. Um, essentially, the first thing that she, the first interaction is he, she saves him because he's yeah. drowning because he can't get out of his, out of his um, seat. Yeah. Um, and so then the Germans arrive, and they start shooting people, and then there's some very, very cool fights. God, yes, there is. Um, some very cool bits of leaping off horses and stuff. But then, of course, the Germans have got guns, and the Amazons have never fought guns before, and, you know, some of the Amazons die. I'm and then speed, Diana goes, basically. Through. Diana yeah. comes through and starts fighting them, but some very cool bits. Yep. Um, and then... She talks with Chris Pine, and Chris Pine tells her about what's going on in the outer world, and she realises that this is all because of Ares. And so if she kills Ares, then the war will stop. Stop, yep. So she goes off to the, the mystical um, library and takes all the gear that had been put there. Yeah. So the, the lasso of truth. When they put him in the lasso of truth for the first time, that was quite funny, because he is a spy. Yeah. And they put him in this lasso, and he's obviously trying to lie, and it doesn't work. So I thought it was quite funny. So she goes and she gets the shield, and she gets the lasso, and she gets the bracelet. And the god killer sword. Yes. And then she goes off with Chris Pine, and um, they have a chat about love and sex. Which I did maybe... quite like that scene. Oh, you see? Oh, funny. I thought it was nauseating. I thought bits of it were quite funny. No. Well, she was describing the, the, reading the whole... that stuff in various books was quite funny. It had some good lines, but one of the bits that jarred with me slightly was the whole Diana falling for, you know, the whole love element of um, Diana and Steve bit were a bit... Yeah, they could have cut that completely. And it would have had no effect on the movie whatsoever. No, not at all. They could have just been... Just friends friends. would have been fine. Yes. Um, so, so they go, and then they get to London, and there's some comedic scenes in London uh, where they're trying to make Diana into a 1918 woman with the clothes Which and things, and it has some brilliant, brilliant lines in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, and I'm like, I can feel your pain, because even now I have trouble finding clothes with decent pockets for women. And she goes... How do you fight in this? I thought was quite a good line. That was great. Um, Excellent. Oh, no, no. was fantastic as well. Um, but one of the things I really liked about it, was, though, is it was still very much about her making her way in the world. Yes. It's She's doing things on her own terms. She's not 
the male character, because it's obviously very much a female make, um, focused movie. Mm. And they do a very good job of keeping that focus. You know, um, Chris Pine's character is very much an incidental character. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm thinking back to the scene where he has to go and meet his superiors in London. And they could so easily have just left her out of that scene and be like, no, no, you can't come in because obviously women didn't. Are they, are they actually in Parliament or are they in some sort of cabinet in some meeting? sort of cabinet office. But she just yeah, barges and in and she goes, no, I am here now. Yeah, <laughs> takes over, makes them all look completely foolish, and which is quite good. But again, like you said, it's her doing things. She's not just going to sit there and be like, yeah. oh, well, if you say so you must be right kind of thing. It's like, what are you all talking about? You're all idiots. Clearly we need to go and sort this out. Yeah. And at the same at this point we're introduced to David Thewlis, who is um, Wink. playing Sir something or other. He's like this pro- and I the first person I'm like, well okay, I can see why you've cast David Thewlis as this proper English gentleman. Why he's gonna have something more to do because why would you cast such a big actor? So the first thing I saw first time I saw him I went, he's the bad guy. See, I didn't twig that because I was hoping for the bad guy being somebody else. And I'll, I'll explain when we get to that character because I was hoping it was someone else. Right. No, the first time I said it, I said, he's a bad guy. <laughs> um, which sort of, which, you know. And then they go, then they go on Merry Adventures and you, they eventually get to, they, they form a little band of um, the dirty half dozen. They were, who were all great. Kind, they were so. they were all brilliant, all but then you brilliant. come to my favourite part. Of, my favourite part of the film is they're in no man's land again. Oh, the yeah. stress, the stress on no man's land. It's very good, and um, Diana goes no man's land, and then she throws off this coat that she's wearing, and she's in the, the version of the Wonder yeah. Woman costume that they they're using, which was a very very good version of the costume. Which I would like to come back to when we finish talking about okay. this. Um, and then she charges across No Man's Land. Um, and everyone goes, oh my God, we better go with her. And, <laughs> and they all go. And she goes full, she goes full superhero. Um, she's charging machine gun nests. She's just deflecting them with um, the, the bracelets. bracelets. And, the she- and she's got the Which shield really out. Good. And Looked really good. It's all, it's all very, very good. And then she goes and she liberates, she liberates this village. And um, it's the first time you really see her in full superhero mode. You see, all of a sudden, she's got super strength and she's got um, super speed and agility, and yeah, she's just an ultimate badass. Basically, mm. like the bit where the the bit that I really liked was where um, she needs to get up into the bell tower because a sniper. Yes, and they just shout door and they they brace a section of like metal or something against some of her squad and she runs she just leaps on it and then up into the bell tower and yeah that was which, is, such a, which a... is mirroring something that chris pine had seen them doing on the scene with the germans attacking the beach yeah. they'd seen yeah. they'd done that exact same move and so he knew that this move was an amazon move and he knew that she would know what to do which she yep. did which was quite cool it was quite a nice little callback so um meanwhile the bad guy they're chasing is um, Dr. Poison, um, who's making all these poison gases, basically making mustard gas. Um, and this and this German officer who refuses to surrender because David Thewlis's character is negotiating the German surrender. Yeah. Um, an armistice. Uh, so they're, chas- they're chasing this 
this German. And then we get to a scene where um, they're basically in the castle um, of the the German bad guy. And there's a scene with Diana talking to him. And she ha- she thinks he is Ares at this point. Yep. Because what they've realised is that Ares has probably taken over someone quite high at the top and is influencing events, is manipulating events to have, to basically to, to cause this great war. Because what Ares does, because obviously he's the god of war, um, he wants total destruction and chaos. And he's, he's almost, it's almost sort of Loki-ish in that respect, but not quite. Yeah. And so um, she goes there and then she meets him and she's got the God Slayer sword. Now, how is she moving with the God Slayer sword down her back? She's I in did this, wonder she's that. In, she's in a ball gown and she yeah. has a sword that is about four and a half feet long, the hilt of which is by her neck. So it's all the way down her spine, yet she can still bend. Yeah, I did wonder that. And I did wonder how he didn't notice it when he was trying to dance with her. Like, yeah. did you not just put your hand and feel metal? It's like, wait, well, what's that then? What's that big sharp the... pointy thing? I didn't think courses were that rigid. <laughs> Stop it. That. Is that a god slayer in your pocket or are you glad to see me? Well, no one's glad to see you always, ever. Yeah. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Some people are. Who? People. Who? They're just people. Oh, okay. So... Um, and then, you know, more shenanigans happens and we end up at the climatic, the climactic big thing where there's this huge bomber that's taking off with, um, a whole load of poison gas on it. Well, a bit like at the end of Captain America when there's a big bomber that's taking off with a weapon of mass destruction on it. Slightly. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. do I must admit, though, and this might be because I don't remember, what was the plan for the gas? Where was that going? Was that going over to London or somewhere? It was so London, I, yeah. Okay, good. I didn't know if they didn't say or I couldn't remember. Clearly, I can't remember. Yeah, going to London. Um, so, uh, Chris Pine's character, because he can fly the plane and he can destruct it there. So, Chris Pine's character basically sacrifices himself um, to uh, prevent London being... Poison yeah. gassed. He does the Captain America, but he doesn't survive it, obviously. No. Um, uh, meanwhile, Diana has killed um, German general man. Ludendorff. Nothing... Sorry? Ludendorff. Is that his name? Played by Danny Houston. On... He was actually, he was, yeah, he was very good, actually. I, I, you know, obviously he's a big red herring. But I thought he played the character very well, especially the scene in the... Um, I think you'll find he's a German. He's so, yeah, in the, especially the scene in the German sort of high command where they're saying, no, no, we're surrendering, this is it, we're giving up. Oh, and then he kills and, everybody. And he kills everybody with, with the poison gas, which is great. But so, look, it's a great sort of great scene. And I think he did that really well. So I, th- I think he played the character, he was good. But by this point, he's yeah. dead. Yeah. Because Diana has killed him. Um, but the war hasn't ended, so yep. she she now thinks, oh, perhaps he wasn't the bad guy after all. Well, and it was uh, this point where I thought they were going to do something very, very clever, and they didn't. Keep up. Did you think it was going to be Chris Pine? No, I well, I had two theories. I thought it was either going to be Doctor Poison because that would have been really cool if it had actually been. They keep saying that Ares has infected men and done and stuff. Wouldn't it have been cool if he'd been a woman? It would have been very cool, but it would be beyond the scriptwriters of a DC universe to come up True. with that. And the other thing I thought they might do was not have Ares at all and have Dinah learn that actually 
men as a species don't need some outside influence to manipulate them to make them to be cruel to each other they just do it but then what do you do for the final for the climax of the film what you know what do you do with that yeah you need a big bad that's it so but that would have been really cool if they'd if she'd killed him and then like well what's happened you know Ares is defeated the war hasn't stopped and maybe humans are just this that would have been very cool unfortunately yeah Bunty's cool suggestions didn't happen and David Thewlis turns up and it turns out that David Thewlis was Ares all along who'd have thunk it (laughs) what got me though was they 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 got him back into his his god mode with the armor and everything and the I will be complete as the armor did look pretty cool but wouldn't you have done something to change the way he looked his, his moustache. He still had his silly British mus- general moustache on. Like, no, yeah, so, no. basi- so basically, you end up with da- you end up with David Thewlis, um in a CGI in a CGI body of armor, yep. which I actually didn't like. Fair enough. I just um, like the, the I didn't know if I like the it was more the aesthetic of it rather than the CGness, like the, the design. If that makes any sense. It did look like then, quite a cool suit of armor. It had an enclosed helmet. Which I thought, okay, that's fine. I can work with that. And then David Thewlis, then he puts basically, he carves two eye holes in it. And, um, you know, so it turns into effectively a hoplite helmet. Yeah. So you see David Thewlis, and what Bunty says is exactly right. Mm. It's just ridiculous. You've got David Thewlis's little face <laughs> going, I'm going to beat you up now. And then you did, then it degenerates into a I'm going to throw bigger things at you and I'm going yeah. to lob lightning at you. And oh look, it's the son of it's the daughter of Zeus and I've lobbed lightning at you and <laughs> oh my goodness, it doesn't work. Who'd have thought that, you know throwing lightning at a daughter of Zeus? I mean, okay, fair enough, he is a son of Zeus, which is established in the beginning. So he is gonna reach for um you know, he he's he's gonna reach for the um um, what's it, the lightning? But he should have known that he knew she was Zeus's daughter. I guess he was just hoping that um, she, she wouldn't be able to deal with it because they never they never told her that she was a goddess. And when they refer to the god killer weapon, because she tries to use the sword on him and it shatters. Yeah. And when they refer really to the god killer, it's, only, it's, only, it's her. Well, yeah. But when they're referring to the god killer, they were actually referring to her. Yes. Which was quite. And cool. so. You end up with a a pretty much a standard uh, superhero big bad fight of punch, 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 energy, energy, punch, 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 energy, energy. Oh, the bad guy's beaten. Throw tanks. That was quite cool. I'm sorry, but throwing the tank was quite cool, and that will never not be cool. Yeah, but it's cool in the same way that hitting a monster with a ship in Pacific Rim is cool. I knew you were going to say Because it's cool! Yeah, I'm going to back you up on that. That's cool. It's not cool. It was cool. And so, you know. So, yeah, so that was my my biggest problem was the the ending with that. And I have one other slight problem as well. Okay, yes. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. So the ending didn't ruin the movie. No, not at all. But it did take it down. A notch. Mm. To that four and a half stars rather than five. Yeah. 
But my other, my other small nitpick is it's not it's not a problem, but it's maybe a missed opportunity. I would have quite liked to see a little bit more non-comedic stuff from his secretary, from Etta Candy. Yeah. Who played by uh, the the girl from The Office, which was she was brilliant. She was. Excellent. It would she would have been nice because she does get involved in a fight a little bit when they're in London. They get jumped by the German spies in the alley. Yeah. But it would have been nice maybe if she'd turned up a little bit earlier of that and actually done something a bit more significant just to kind of reinforce that message that you don't have to look like Wonder Woman to fight like Wonder Woman or to, to be heroic like yeah. Wonder Woman. No, I can, I can see that. I mean, the other, thing that would have been, the other thing that would have been quite cool would have been um, if uh, you'd, you'd had Diana's attitude rubbing off on her. Yes. So you know you have, and again you could you you know it could be a comedic it could be a, have been a comedic bit, but um, and maybe not because they've done it they did it quite successfully in. Um, Zena, Warrior Princess. No, no, the <laughs> uh, the Haley Atwell series. I can't remember the name. Of it. Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Carter yeah. Um, they did it. They did it quite successfully in there, where she was, you know, a strong woman in a man's world, and would rebuff the men for saying stupid things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you could have taken some of those elements with her, um, you know, even if it was a post-credits bit. Mm. It would. It would have been nice to see her, like you say. I mean, she holds her own in the film. She's certainly not walks all over. Um. But it would have been nice just to have that little bit kind of, I can, you know, well, if you can do this, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this kind yeah. of thing. But that's a really, really minor nitpick for a missed opportunity. It's, it's, I can, you know, I can see why they didn't do it because I don't know how many people would have got it if they had done it. But I just thought maybe that but could have been something you're a little bit more. Geek, but you're playing to a geek audience anyway. Yeah. So doing Definitely. those sorts of things isn't bad yeah. I mean I went with um, Mrs. Marshall and mm-hmm. uh, my younger daughter who is 13 and her uh, bestie who is also 13 but is a giant um, literally she's, she, oh she's very very tall Um. So I went with I went with them, and her um, Lily is uh, very much into superheroes, very much into DC. She's much more of a DC girl than a uh, oh, a, Mar- cool. a Marvel girl. No, it's not cool. It's wrong. <laughs> um, oh no, comic wise, Matt, not necessarily. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I I don't do comics as we've said before, just films for me. Um, and she loved it, but she interestingly had a lot of the same issues that you did, Bunt. I mean, she was, um, when we came out, we went, you know, we went for a cheeky Nando's afterwards. Um, and, you know, we were discussing the movie afterwards and she was saying, yeah, but there was this and there was this. And, you know, if you've got your 13 year old audience picking up on those sorts of things. That's true. Who are your, who are the market that really you're aiming at? Because you're really, you're not aiming at... The movie wasn't really aimed at the mats of this world, um, because there is no. 
because if they aimed it at the mats of this world, then, um, you know, the costume would have been very different. Yes. Yeah, and something about the costume. There was a fantastic article I read, or a, a series of tweets, by a costume designer, a female costume designer, and she was talking about the two Wonder Woman costumes, the original one from the 1970s show um, and the new one. And she was giving real-life historical uh, equivalents for the armour. And she's saying, this is not fan service. This is practical. This is actual armour. Mm. It's not, you know, stars and stripes and star-spangled pants. This is a functional piece of armour. The greaves up her legs yep. are metal. The braces on her arm are metal. The, the breastplate is moulded and is bridged and all this kind of stuff. And it's designed to be practical. It, and it still looks great. I thought the, the costume was fantastic. Yeah, it was. But it's it's not designed to be um, pretty first. It's designed to be practical first, made to look pretty. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was and, a, and, you know, great, that's, that's certainly that's certainly what the girls were saying. But the bits that they were disappointed in are the same bits that you were disappointed in. Yeah. Um, and everyone was disappointed with David Thewlis. <laughs> it the, the only I don't know if I'd have changed the, the actor because he was really good in the the part where he was being the stuffy Brit. He did that really well. But then the counter argument to, to what we've our disappointment is well, the thing is, if they've done just a big CG monster, you've got another Doomsday. Yeah, but they effectively did just have another big CG. They monster. did really. Um, I, I, I've always come. I see. Someone... I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have. I, it would have been far more effective if you're going to go with if you're going to go with that of not having him turning into the CG armor monster. The my other thing that I would have done potentially to fix the issue is if you're going to use the CG, if you have to use the CG to, to do things to him and put him in the armor, de-age him. We know they can do it. Have yeah. him look like the young God yeah. that he was when all this kicked off. Yeah. Have him turn into Channing Tatum. That would have been much better. I'll tell, I'll tell you who I can kind of see as an Aries. Jason Satham. No. Oh, for um, God's sake. <laughs> You and um, your man crush. David Wenham. I think David Wenham would have been quite a good Ares. Who? Because um, Faramir from Lord of the Rings, and he was in 300 as well. He was second in command. Mm. Oh, in two, movie, two movies I don't like. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> That's why I don't know who he is. Uh, he was also in Van Helsing. Don't know if that helps. Oh, which, which character is he in Van Helsing? He's the friar. Oh, is little... he? Oh, okay. Oh, I like him then. David Wenham. Yeah. I think he'd have been quite See, a good Van Helsing. Area. I like Van Helsing. <laughs> quite like Van Helsing as well. Anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I can see why they okay, cast David Willis so, as the, the, when he's in the, the character of Sir, whatever his name is. I've forgotten. Yes. Sir, not appearing I'm in his I'm surprised Matt hasn't even, hasn't looked it up and oh. then tried to pass it off. Okay. Look at my encyclopedia film knowledge. <laughs> I stopped listening. I was looking at pictures. Sorry, what were you saying? Sorry, you just turned into a Dalek, so we have no idea what you were saying either. Yeah. Can't even blame your children for okay. your poor internet connection today. So the porn he's downloading. Sorry. He's downloading Wonder Woman, that's what it is. Ah. <laughs> it's SWAT team ready in your house any minute. Uh, I, I just think I can see him casting him for the, the Sir, what's his yeah. name? But if they're going to cast him as Ares... 
do something a bit different. They just said just de-age him potentially. Yeah, and I, take the moustache off. I don't disagree at all. Um, and and you know use the the Kurt Russell technique from Guardians because that looked really good. I know you had issues with Guardians too, but that de-aging worked quite well. Yeah, I mean, but you know, I mean, it's just you know, Marvel are doing it all the time. I mean, uh, Michael Douglas in Ant Man. Um, yep. Robert Tony Downey, Stark, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. in Civil War. So uh, I think they could have maybe done something along those sorts of lines. Are you still using the CGI? Well, yeah, I think, you're, I think you're right. But, I mean, the Civil War one was particularly good because it really looked like it was a young Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. I was like, have they just gone and got footage from another film? Well, I did. You see, I did. I did wonder yeah. that. I did wonder whether, you know, it's not, it's not quite him in Weird Science. It was not far off, though. But it I wasn't didn't think far that. off him being in Weird Science. <laughs> yeah. It was a long, long time ago. It was a very long time ago. But yeah, I I think they could have done something a bit bit different with the... But, but that, was, that, so that was my biggest nitpick, were the things you picked up on, like using lightning on Zeus's daughter, why would you do that? And it was a little bit of a predictable reveal. But then the problem was the problem with my cool idea of having not no Aries at all. What do you do with your heroine? Because she's got to go and punch something and she can't do the self-sacrificing thing. But she doesn't have because to punch cri- something. You see, this is, I know. What do you do with it then? I don't know. Maybe maybe she can go and make out with Chris Pine again before he disappears. No, he, he was crispy fried Pine at this point. Yeah, that's true. So what was your, what are you, what's your take on the fact that she goes and sleeps with Chris Pine? And she doesn't re and it's not like she's sleep She is I'm... sleep she is sleeping with him on her terms, but yeah, she's also it's... not as well. Yeah, she makes the move. He doesn't sort of pursue her. So points for that. You could have lost that. She didn't need to be in love with him to feel sad when he, he died. I honestly thought that the first person to, to buy it out of the group of I, I, I thought they might kill him off, but I thought the first one they were going to kill off out of their merry band was going to be the um, the scout, the Indian, the guide. All right. I thought I thought he would go because he seemed to be a very sympathetic character, and I thought he would die first. Um, yeah, no, I can see that. So I was quite surprised when the, all the little band, apart from Chris Pine, made it through. Mm-hmm. The Scottish, but is it Charlie? He yeah. was fantastic. Uh, he was just. Brilliant. I mean, I did expect Chris Pine to die. I did too, because then you've kind of then you've got the whole problem of well, how do you explain? Excuse me, the helicopter flying overhead, um, and you've got the whole problem of explaining what happened to him and the because you can't settle down and you know get married and have a load of kids. That's that's just it's like having Batman settling down and having a load of kids. It just doesn't happen. So you've got to do something to him. Yeah, and yeah. by setting it so long ago, you can't have him around now. No. I have no problems with him playing the part, though. I think he did fine. He's perfectly likable. Yeah, Chris Pine's... Chris Pine's... He's fine. fine We just had lots of Chris's playing lots of Steve's. Yeah, lots of Chris's playing lots of Steve's, yeah. Um, I had no problems with... I had no... It was there, fine. You could have done without it. But I don't think it weakened the character or the movie by having it there. I see. Okay. I think it did. I think it... And obviously, you know, I I felt it did weaken the ca- weaken the character to have her because it was so you know it was like three days. Yeah, that is true. In in elapsed time, all of a sudden, this old you know this this woman with her massive empowerment because 
you know, why wouldn't she? All of a mm. sudden, she's jumping into bed with this guy. Yeah. But then you could, again, the counter argument is you can argue, well, it, she's massively empowered because she, and she chooses to. He doesn't proposition her. She decides on her terms, like you said. So I didn't find it to be a huge mm. issue. I, I wasn't a fan of it, but I can deal with it. So anyway, so that's a Wonder Woman chat. We liked it. We I liked did. it a lot. It's the best it's the best DC movie by miles. And it's the best superhero comic book female movie by tens of thousands of miles. Because yes. I had a I had a quick check before before we did the last superhero movie. And all the female comic book movies I could think of, I came up with Tank Girl, Supergirl, Barb Wire, Catwoman. Electra. Yeah. They're all rubbish. Yeah. Shockingly bad. It's not terrible. it's not as strong. I mean and part of it is because it's only got um two hours to play with. It's not as strong as um Oh god now the character name is completely gone. Marvel DC uh, Jessica Jones. Oh, yes. It's not as strong a character as Jessica Jones. Um but you've yeah. only got two hours to play, whereas Jessica Jones had 13 one-hour episodes. I am also now interested to see if this does anything regarding Marvel's plans with Miss, with Captain Marvel. Because that was the one, when everyone was like, oh god, DC doing Wonder Woman, oh god, it's going to be terrible. Another terrible superhero movie, DC are rubbish. Let's wait for Captain Marvel, because that might be good. So well, now, now Marvel got up their game. Who's playing Captain Marvel? Oh, they did cast someone, I can't remember who it was, but she was pretty Brie, good. Brie, Brie, Brie Larson? Yeah, I think so. Yes, that's what I just said, Brie Larson. Um, well, she's a very good actress. I'm um, just looking it up. I saw. She's I saw. Very good in the, the room. What was the film that I saw her in? A really interesting film where her, her basically her aging process had stopped. Um, really quirky little, you know, modern day sci-fi type thing. I can't remember what it was called now. But it was it was re- it was a really good little movie. I'd have to look it up, so I'm not going yeah. to. Um, yeah, I think should be. I think Captain Marvel now. Marvel may well have been thinking, "Oh yeah, we'll, we'll do the first good superhero movie, female superhero movie. It's not really a problem." Oh God, have you seen Wonder Woman? The pro- it's really good. Yeah, it will be interesting to see where they go because um, you know, cartoon wise, uh, comic wise, Captain Marvel was a very strong character, but she's also a very sexualized character. Yes. Um, but Brie Larson, as an actress, isn't a... How do I say this without saying like... A Supermodel. Thank you. No, yeah. no, she's not, she's not... She's not a boobs and bum girl. Yeah, she's not, a, she's not all TNA. Yes, TNA, that's yeah. a good phrase. Um, she's so, not hired because of her TNA. Yes, you're, you're not, you're, yes, so you can put her in, you know, a fitting costume. And she'll look good. But but, but it's not yeah. the exploitative end of it, you know. It's not no, the not physic- end her physic her physicality is not what has got her the role. Correct. Yes. Correct. So so yeah anyway, so yes, Wonder Woman, and I put it in my top three origin stories of all of all the superhero movies across both universes, along with which two? Well, number one is still Iron Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I think it's probably number two. Better than Doctor Strange? 
I think it probably is better than Doctor Strange, but Doctor Strange is, no, is my number three. It's yeah, <sighs> yeah. I think I think the Iron Man origin was slightly better than Doctor See, Strange because it threw less. Oh, the Iron Man origin is by far my favourite um, mm. origin movie. It's by far my favourite superhero movie. Um, I really, really like Doctor Strange. I think they did a really good job on it, as we said when we talked about it before. Yes. It's such I think, a difficult I think Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman and Doctor Strange, it's very close. And I, I could flip-flop between two and three on them. I probably would easily. put Wonder Woman just slightly higher, um, simply because Doctor Strange had a lot of... There was a lot building up to it. I think if you, just, if you hadn't seen any Marvel, any DC films, you put the two of them together, Wonder Woman stands stronger on its own. That's a fair argument. That's a fair argument. Um, it is a it is a very strong movie on its own. Um, you know, in, as a standalone movie, it's up it's up with Logan. Yes, nice. absolutely. As a, as a you know, if if you had if there was no if it was just here's a movie about a character called Wonder Woman that didn't have all the rest of the baggage around it. So you basically sliced off the front and you sliced off the end, which is... <laughs> yeah, which, which ties which it into the, the DC. Which is the, which is the scenes that tie it into the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you just had this as a standalone movie. Um, then it's on, a par with, it's on a par with Logan. Hi, Charlie. That's high praise. Yeah. So it's, it's actually it's a, a it's actually a better movie for not being part of the yes. DC. I think so. EU. Yes, I think so. The fact because you, you haven't got any other characters' baggage weighing it down. Yeah, I mean, there's, as Mike said, there's a bit at the beginning and a bit at the end where there's something that ties it into the DC universe, but otherwise there's no mention of any, any other characters. Yeah, the only other characters that appear are the characters that are in her story. Yeah, yeah because it's super, out of time, super, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. Superman hasn't arrived yet. Yep. Yeah. Batman's not even born yet. No. Yeah. Neither's the Flash yep. or Neither's Cyborg. Yeah. Uh, the only other unknown is Aquaman, but he doesn't even know. He's not even an en- he's non-entity in this completely. It's just the focus is is her, okay. it's her yeah. story. Sounds good. Like I say, I will I will definitely endeavour to see it at the cinema. It's completely it worth it. I, I would. Ju- I definitely you know, got a lot you out. You know what, mate? I would come and see it again. Yeah, I go see okay. it again. Okay, cool. But I think tomorrow, well, Rich is off tomorrow to the cinema to see a completely different movie that you have seen, Matt, but now you can talk to me about a little bit because Rich wants to go and see Baby Driver. And I don't know if I can be bothered. And I, I, and I, might, and I might wait for it to come on TV. Do I need to see it at the cinema? Is what I'm yes, you ask. do. Right. Yes, you definitely do. Why? Right. So, I know, so other than it's an Edgar Wright movie. <laughs> yeah. I know absolutely nothing about Baby Driver at all. I know it's got a great soundtrack. Okay, okay. So, you're already ahead of me, so <laughs> I will I will try not to spoil the plot. Okay. Yeah. Um so yes, Edgar Wright movie, um most well known for the Cornetto trilogy, so Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and um End of the World. The end. Is it is it the end? No, the, End of the World. World's End. World's End, sorry, yeah. Um which I love all three so for very seen, different I reasons. Seen, I haven't seen World's End. I don't like World's End. I've never I seen think, it. Uh, well, here's a thing, and it's a very similar thing that I said about Train Spotting 2 for World's End. I think you need to be of the same age um, and generation as the characters for it really to 
hit home because it is very much about midlife crisis, for the want of a better term. So it should, work, point, yeah, it it should work for me then. Absolutely, it, oh, yeah. it's about that point in your kind of early that to mid forties where you kind of become very reflective of your youth and what's gone before and what you're what you account for um, for the time spent on the planet. And so trying to I, recapture I, that. As absolutely. Well, so I, I think it probably plays better to a 40-something audience and particularly a 40-something male audience. So I, I can understand it, I, why yeah. it probably wouldn't key for you, Bunty, the same as it did necessarily absolutely. for me. Because when I saw it, I was mid-30s female, so it didn't quite have the same... Yeah. And I think Rich would probably be much the same because obviously he's You're the same not age. How old are you? I'm thirty something this year. Honest, I honestly thought you were younger than that. I'm thirty-seven this year. I had you pegged as much younger than that. Funny enough, you're the second person to say it this week, and I love the pair of you. Rich Bream asked if I was th- couldn't believe I was thirty. I was like, I love you, I th- Rich. I, th- I thought that. I honestly, honestly, um, no, no lie. I honestly <laughs> thought you were about thirty. Thirty-seven this year. Well, you look very good for it. Thank you. <laughs> Don't tell your significant other that I'm flirting with you, though. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, no. I was just a little bit sick in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, carry on, Matthew. Tell us. So all anyway, about it. so yes, yeah, so uh, you got the Cornetto. So you got the Cornetto trilogy that generally most people are fans of. You also got. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Love it. Which is a brilliant <laughs> film. I haven't read the comic books. Another one because I don't do comic books. Haven't read the source material. Love the film. I've never, I, actually, I've never read the comics for Scott Pilgrim. I have. It's there are changes, and I can see why people didn't like it, but I love it. Oh, I love Scott. <laughs> I love Scott Pilgrim. I think it's brilliant. And obviously, he was involved in Spaced and all that stuff on Channel Four back in the olden days. And Ant Man. And Ant Man, although didn't finish that particular project. <laughs> However, so four reasons best left in history. So, Baby Driver is not a comedy for starters. Okay. So, it's perhaps not what you'd expect. It has some comedic moments, but as has been widely touted around on various social medias and reviews, it's a film that is about or that was driven by the music. And there is a pun there. Okay, because Baby is a getaway driver. Yeah. Um, it's, the, is it a heist movie? Well, kind of, but kind of not. Okay. So there it's not are heists. a giant baby driving a car? No. There, <laughs> oh, there, are heists, there are heists during the film, but it is slightly more, and I somehow was supposed to have published this tomorrow, but it's already up anyway. The story is a bit cliched. He is a criminal that, for various reasons, has a debt to Kevin Spacey, who is the kind of criminal overlord, that he has to pay off a debt to Kevin Spacey by doing jobs where he's the driver. He is, wants to do his Kevin one Spacey last... Called, is Kevin Spacey's character called Kaiser Soze? <laughs> no, he's called Doc. Oh. Um, but he just Doc wants to do Soze. his one last... No. He just wants to do his one last job, and then he gets to run away the girl that he meets and falls in love with, and they fall in together, and then things go wrong on the last job kind of deal. So that part is, it's a trope. It is a definite kind of criminal underworld kind of trope of stuck in the circumstances of a criminal background, wanting to do that one last job and get away. 
Okay. The music, however, is the second most prominent character. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people say that. It is a brilliant soundtrack. Um, and apparently, the, many of the songs were chosen, and the script the script was were was written around the songs. Oh. And it starts with a brilliantly choreographed bit um, where he is listening to a song moving through the street, and there are visual visual clues to the lyrics of the song appear, you know, in graffiti up on the wall and stuff like that. So, is it a musical? No. Is it LA? Is it LA Confident? Is it um, La La Land? Not LA Confident. No, no, it's not. So it's not a musical. And when I first this opening scene, I thought I really like what they're doing. I hope they see it through. They don't. The music continues to be a central character, but not to the same extent it is in that opening scene. It takes the more sound, backseat. Yeah. It takes slightly more of a backseat. The sound editing is absolutely phenomenal because throughout there is music going on, and there is a reason for that within the plot that I won't reveal. There is music going on throughout the film and for the central character, Baby, um, but the sound editing is brilliant. So when there's music playing, the gunfire is hitting the beats of the music, you know, doors slamming are hitting mm. the beats of music and stuff like that. It The sound editing is absolutely brilliant i wouldn't be surprised if it's nominated on sound em- uh sound editing at the end of the year come award season time because it is that good okay the, the two young leads um and well i can't remember his name it's weird ansel elgort god there's a name yeah is he a baby um, and he's baby and the young female lead who is his love interest they play their roles really good, if I'm honest. I felt the rest were fairly dialed in. I mean, Spacey is great, but he's not exactly pushed by it. It's got John Hammond, who, again, is not entirely pushed by it. Um, Jamie Foxx playing a bad, slightly mental gangster, who I cannot see Jamie Foxx in any of those roles without thinking of his role in Horrible Bosses, where he has a very colourful name <laughs> um, so I, he was alright but it was again he was hardly pushing the envelope it doesn't do anything particularly from a story point of view or character or acting groundbreakingly good the car chases and the work done with baby driving is brilliant the soundtrack is brilliant I was thinking about it today, thinking that I'm going to write the blog post and that we'll speak about it today, and it came back to the test that we often talk about, Mike, of would I go and see it again? Do you yeah. know what? Absolutely I would. I'd go and see it. I'd quite happily go and watch it again tonight, and it would be as an enjoyable film because it's not about necessarily the story arc itself. It's the transition from A to B and the stuff that's going on. And I would like to look to see if the visual cues that are in that first scene are carried on through the film, but I didn't notice because I got engrossed more in the story and the characters rather than looking for those kind of things going on in the background. Okay. So recommended then? Definitely recommended. Solid 7 out of 10. Um, I would quite happily go and see it again. So, Bunty, it's definitely one I think you'd enjoy. 
cool. It was more the fact that knowing Edgar Wright and the sort of films he's done before, like Shaun of the Dead, for example, you can quite easily, you don't need to see that on the big screen. You can quite happily no. watch that on a small screen and not lose anything. So my main thing with Baby Driver was can I watch it on the t- TV and not lose anything? Visually, you could. It sounds yeah. like the sound is... But the that's sound, what, if yeah. you went to somewhere that's got a really good kind of Dolby 7.1 or something like that, then I think you you will lose something by not seeing it in that environment. Because there is... And again, I don't want to say what it is that's within the plot about some of the sounds, but there is stuff going on within the sounds during points in the film that I was kind of like, am I hearing that or am I imagining it? And yeah. I start to think, no, I am hearing it, and it's clever because of something that's going on in the plot so visually no you could quite happily watch on a decent telly from a sound point of view i would recommend seeing it in cinema to really appreciate what he does with the sound editing um and the way that what's going on on the screen is interspersing with the music cool thank you okay and more importantly and and of course we've got another film we're going to see aren't we this week mike yeah i'll go next week but yeah you're going next we're going to see. We're going, we're going to one of the preview screenings on Wednesday. I can't convince Rich to go. He won't do it for. He won't do like not midnight screenings and stuff because obviously he has to work. So. Uh, yeah, but the, but it's on preview, which which oh, is which, which 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 I don't understand because basically, as far as I can make out, that's just an early release to get some extra <laughs> money know. in. Yes, I think we're going to go next Tuesday. Uh, we we are we are going. We fortunately, Matt is skanking off work on Wednesday. Hey. And, and we are going to the three o'clock showing of uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Which I am quite looking forward to. Strangely, so am I. Because um, I'm not a huge fan of Spider-Man. I'm um, partially, not either. Partially, well, partly for the same reasons that um, I'm not a huge fan of characters like Superman. Because he can do everything. Yeah. You know, he can pretty much fly... Um, yep. He's got super, super strength, strong. Yeah. and Spider Sense enables him to avoid every single bad thing that happens to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, but and so I quite liked the first um, Tobey Maguire movie. I preferred the second Tobey Maguire movie. The Doc Ock out of the three. Yes. You see, I thought that I thought that I liked him in that. But the Doc Ock was rubbish. Sorry, he was. Doc Ock's was rubbish. Yeah, and he I was. There's really a good reason. All the um, the angst between um, him and uh, no, Mary but there Jane. are two reasons I prefer the second one. And the first one is the the scene on the train. I thought that was really well yeah, done. That's very good. Though it doesn't and hold the other up, one was it doesn't hold up particularly well. I haven't I seen it for a while. So I saw it. The, I saw it the other day on on telly, and I'm going. Looks a bit dodgy now. Does it? Oh, yeah. Dear. But the other one is that because of who's directing, because I'm a, I'm a big fan of Sam Raimi and mm. I, I love his movies and I love what he does with a camera. And the first one, he played it very straight and very safe. And the second one, you have those brilliant POV shots of the tentacles in the operating theatre flying all around. I'm like, oh god, this is a Sam Raimi movie. It feels like yeah, there's some shots in the And it's I just a, like the fact that they kind of went, you know what? Yeah, you do it. <laughs> you go ahead. It's just not, and that it's not a good movie, and it shoehorns in too many. Ca- it does what a lot of superhero movies do: is it just tries to shoehorn in too many characters. It's to happen with one. the second Andrew Garfield one as well. Hang on, mm. who, was, who else was in the second one then, apart from Doc Ock? Um, because the third one, I thought that had that problem because it was Sandman, 
the second Green Goblin, and um, Venom. But you've, but you've also you've got um, you still have uh, what's his name? Harry. Yeah. Yeah, Harry's still around, but in terms of actual villains, it's just Doc Ock. Mm. He doesn't actually do the whole Green Goblin thing. Until no, he doesn't become Green Goblin until three, but... No. He's still He's still there. kind of a minor sulking background character. Yeah, and uh, so also, I, think, I, think... I also don't like, I also don't like the, um, the whole... Oh, you didn't call me for ages! I'm going out with Jonah's son now. He's an astronaut. <laughs> that was quite funny. <sighs> then she runs away in the wedding dress. Which I, I, never li- I never liked Mary Jane anyway. I was always much... I did. I was for Gwen Stacy. I was, I was always a much more of a Gwen Stacy band. Yep, definitely. Um, what are you talking about now? <laughs> well, you know, Gwen Stacy's in the movies. She is. Is she? I, yes. I I watched the first one. I didn't watch the second one because did it you watch looked... any of the Andrew Garfield ones? Uh, I did watch the first Andrew Garfield one. Yes, they look quite good. Right, she's in she's in the first Andrew Garfield one. Well, it, then she must spot. be so forgettable that she's Emma Stone. In my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? It's hardly. It's Emma Stone. It is as well. Yes, it oh, is. It's God. Emma Stone. Trust me, but then that, it's ever But then that film must be that forgettable that it's not stuck in my mind at all because it's just... Have you seen Easy A yet? Yes. I love Emma. <laughs> Easy A's I love Easy A. Mainly because yes, it's like the very movies good that I watched when I was 17, 18. Like <laughs> Heathers and things like that. It's 80s movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, just on a tangent very quickly, talk about 80s movies. I made Rich watch Gross Point Blank the next he'd never seen it. And, well, and an Rich idiot. instantly went, how come I've never had this in my life? And this is an awesome movie. Didn't like it that much. What? In the words of Mum's Net, LTB. Oh, no. <laughs> LTB. Leave the last. <laughs> yeah, I mean, frankly, he's beyond something. He enjoyed it, but it just wasn't his style of humour. He's an idiot. <laughs> I'll tell him. I'm sorry, Please Bunch, do. but I'm in agreement with Mr. Spooner. Yeah. <laughs> and let's face on. it, you are as well, because otherwise you wouldn't have brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, so, but I re- so Spider-Man, I'm a bit bored of Spider-Man, but I love what they did with him in Civil War. Yeah. yeah. Um, that whole boyish enthusiasm thing and going, the whole, it, he's the only thing that makes the airport fight scene watchable. Yes, I'd agree. It was just the the line of anyone ever see that really old movie? Yeah, but it's but it's the, just the chatting when he's chatting to people and they're going, "You don't chat in fights," and he goes, "Don't you?" Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, that boyish enthusiasm. Yes, yeah. it. I thought that was very cool. I like the fact that he is, you know, he's not a twenty-five-year-old something trying to play an eighteen-year-old. And I yeah. like the fact they gave him a proper um, New York accent. It's because of that little moment at the end where he's fighting Steve and goes, where are you from, kid? Queens. Uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> I was like, yes! So I, li- I liked that a lot. So um, it, this must be the first Sony superhero movie that I've looked forward to for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done many apart from the... Which ones have they done? Apart from all the Spider-Man ones. Uh, well, all the Spider-Man ones. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, the dire performances of which ruined the things like the Sinister Six movies and stuff. Yeah. So I'm looking for so I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that. Um I think it'll be good. I know next to nothing about it, um, because I continue to avoid uh trailers and I watched stuff. the teaser trailer and I watched the first full trailer. I haven't watched any since then. Oh, see, Just because I, I wanted to see what they'd done with the one of the bad guys. One of the bad guys they bring in is one I really like. Which I just one? want to see what they've done with it. Vulture. Alright. Yes, Michael Keaton. Yes, yeah. which is the other reason I want to see what he looked like because I really like Michael Keaton. Mm. Apparently, see, that's a very good term. Tra- I haven't seen mm. any trailers. Um, I've managed to avoid all of that. I'm just getting quite. I'm actually getting quite good at avoiding trailers and stuff. <laughs> um, I usually of... watch maybe one, maybe t- like maybe a teaser trailer and a full trailer for something, and then when they do that, they start doing overkill on all the trailers. I don't go looking for more. As a general rule, I watch one or two to give me a general idea of what's going on. It's like, right, cool, I've seen the general idea. I don't need to go with any more. Mm. I, I, I tend to watch them if they've got attractive female leads, and I'm hoping that you know there might be a bit side boob or something like that. Really, <laughs> there's a surprise. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm looking for, I'm looking forward to that. Plus, it's got Iron Man in it, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then we've got War of the Planet of the Apes next week. We have got War of the week? Planet of the Apes, or is that the week after? No, it's next week. Next week, excellent. Yep. That looks so you can see Woody Harrelson do a serious turn for a change. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm, um, Mrs. Marshall and I um, have been to see the previous two in the cinema, and we really like them. Mm-hmm. I need to catch up on them, actually, because I haven't actually seen them. Because I got They're so very, burned. very good. They are. They look it, but I got oh. so burned by the Mark Wahlberg one or whatever it was. That was Tim so Burton. Oh, the Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. It was yes. so bad. It put me right off. No, they they are completely different. Yeah. Um, the first one is the first one is very good. The second one knocks the first one out the park. Mm, okay. The, se- oh, yeah. the second one is outstandingly good. It's we have got them both here, so we we can uh, easily watch them. I yeah. might do it this weekend. Yeah, the, I really, really like the second one. Yeah, um, and I'm looking yeah. for, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, very much so. Um, I keep seeing things things about it that they should create a um, that Andy Serkis should get a special Oscar. Mm. Really should. Um, because. I think they should. I, I don't think they need to give him a special Oscar. I think they just nominate him for best lead. Yeah. I think he should have had a best actor. And I know, Mike, you're going to shout at me because you hate it, but I think he should have had a best actor nod for Lord of the Rings. I really do. And I know you hate the movies, but his performance in that oh, was the, I, fantastic. See, no, I'm, I'm not going to shout at you for that. Cause his oh, good. His, no, his performance is very good. I mean, then they're rubbish movies. Um, that, that's an argument we need to have another day. Because they're just, <laughs> well, they're just far too long and. How too long have you ever tried to read Lord of the Rings? Yes. My housemate has a concussion when I hit him with my copy. In my defence, he tried to take it away from me while I was reading it. It's like the longest ever story from a rambling old man just running on. I can never get past the whatever it is, Prancing Pony and Brie or whatever it is. By then, I just want to stab forks in my eyes because he just can't get to the points. I know. And, That's... The, but, and the, movies are the movies are exactly the same. But they're less rambly. Than, the the whole mean, of the first movie, two and a half hours of we went for a walk. A, there is far too much. Let's run across New Zealand because it's really pretty. And do you know where that really came became obvious? 
was in the first Hobbit movie. I where... will agree with you on that. The Hobbit see, I've not, not I've not, see, I've not seen the Hobbit movies. I've seen the first one. I've not seen the second two because the first one was just plodding, frankly. I would recommend this. I would recommend finishing the trilogy because they got better after the first one. Because in the second one, you've got Benedict Cumberbatch's Smaug, who was really, 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 really good. The third one is not as good, but you do have my one of my personal favourite little bits in the third, which is Billy Connolly turning up as a dwarf and trying to headbutt orcs, and it's just it's funny. Yeah, but then you see you're in the dangerous toy world of dwarf, dwarf throwing at Helm's Deep and, no, and no, Legolas no. surfing down the oh, stairs God, on a shield. And the rubbish CGI of him jumping around on the mummer kill and that counts as one. Yeah, that was, that's, that's just, yeah. But the, the first film where it had the bit where he stabbed an Urukai with the arrow and then shot love with the same arrow, that was cool. Well, that was all right, but it, it's you love Orlando Bloom, and I think he's a massive plank. <laughs> he's a plank, but I just keep saying he's a very pretty plank. Mm. He's not anymore. He still is. He's hung, he still would. He is. He's got a massive todger. <laughs> yes. yes. Not Michael Fassbender size, but... No. <laughs> then what is? Even Ron Jeremy would be impressed with that. <laughs> That's true, and there's another issue. Uh, talking about Wonder Woman, the dichotomy of the sexes, it, you would never compliment a woman for being big down there. Mm. What? <laughs> I, I know, Matthew. If, if you, co- you compliment a man for size, but you don't compl- compliment a woman for size. You do compliment a woman the size of her breasts. But not the size down there. Matthew, stop it now. <laughs> I'm just saying. No. You remember it's we d- had it's... this discussion the other day about lines? <laughs> just saying about this is a film that lines. is about female empowerment. My do- my older daughter is shouting, is Matt not behaving? No, he's being very naughty. <laughs> we went yeah. out for a trip the other day. Because we didn't go to the Malif- we didn't go to the Malifaux tournament that Bunty went to. No, you no. were missed. You were missed. Oh, no, we weren't. Yeah, you were. No, no one cared. So we went. I we did. didn't. Go to, we didn't go to a Malifaux tournament, which is a a whole other podcast about why we didn't go. Um, you also didn't come to our Frostgrave Day either. Well, that was yeah. I was, but that was because of his old man ribs. <laughs> we'll rearrange that because uh, we could do a little. If you want to get Peter on, we'll do a little episode about that. I would love to get Peter. I would love to get Peter on because I love him. I know. Um, I love him while I'm higher than him in the rankings. If he gets higher in the rankings than me, then I will hate him. But I thought you didn't care about rankings. <laughs> I don't care about rankings. It's not about, yeah, that. Right, about how you play the game. Um, so anyway, uh, Matt, so because we didn't get to this tournament um, and we had a spare weekend, Matt came over and uh, to watch the Lions. Now, we, I will hold up my hand and say, I said at the beginning of the match, the Lions were going to get battered. Matthew, I agree. what did you say? I I expected a what did I say twenty something to lose by at least fourteen points. <laughs> Hang on, I will check because I I was it fourteen or twenty? Not going Neil. Hang on, I'm just looking on message to not going Neil from then. Uh, where is not going Neil? There he is. Friday, 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 Saturday. Lions lose by 18, I thought. Right, so we were in agreement with our predictions. Now, to be fair, we didn't anticipate 
Sonny Bill getting sent off. Because <laughs> sixty-five minutes still to play. Because previous previous to um, that, we had basically said, well, basically Sonny Bill's just going to run down the ten twelve channel all game. Yeah, <laughs> and then he got sent off. Um, and we also didn't anticipate the fact that their place kicker, who would last week have been really good, would suddenly inexplicably revert to the "I can't kick the ball." Yeah, a banana-footed gimp. <laughs> yes. So we watched that. We watched the Lions, win, and we were very happy that the Lions won. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was slightly unexpected. It's just as well we didn't put any money on it because um, we would have lost. And then Matt, Matt said. Um, you know what? If we left now, we could have lunch at Warhammer World. So you did. And so we went, right then, let's go to Warhammer World. <laughs> um, for no re- Basically for no reason other than to go, we haven't got anything else to do today. What should we do? Oh, I know. Let's go to Warhammer World. Yeah. Um, so that was like a six hour there and back drive for an hour and a half. <laughs> Warhammer World. <laughs> Lovely burger, though. It was a very nice lunch. Um, my eldest daughter came with us, um, and her and Matt had witty banter there oh and God. back. I was witty. <laughs> you were both witty. I feel like Bex and I need to team up against you at Mage. Oh, she doesn't need your help, darling. Good. She, gave, uh, she gave us she gave us as good as she got, especially when Matt fell off the curb. <laughs> oh, yes. It's a long way down for him, let's be fair. Shut up, you're hardly a giant amongst women. <laughs> yes. Um, That's the joke. Yes, he did. He, Matt, Matt did fall off a curb. I slightly tripped a little bit. You fell off the curb. A little. <laughs> um, so that was, that was quite amusing. But it was, it was very nice and we spent some money in Forge World and um, took over a gym in Pokemon. I did see. Ah! <laughs> I ruled the gym for, you know, half an hour before someone else came. He was, he was the general of all of Budman's. I think Kathy's gym beats yours, because Kathy held the gym at the Playboy Mansion. Did she? I think that beats yours. Yeah, it does. Sorry. It does. It does. Yes. I should have to find some gyms in Florida to take over. Take over at Disney World. It'd be great. Well, that'd be quite good. Um, so anyway, so we went, we went there, and that was... That was that was fun. So that was um, that's what we did. Instead of going to a Malifaux tournament, is we just decided to go on a road trip to Warhammer World, and because we because we um, thought about it and ignored the lady in Matt's phone, who was basically on crack last time we went that we went to Warhammer yeah. World. She'd been on the glue pot. Um, we actually got there in a sensible way, rather than um, listening to her. Bex did make a very good point that perhaps she is mental because she doesn't have a name. It's true. Because the, the OK phone. Google person does not have a name. Not like Siri or Cortana Alexa. or Alexa. She has it's no true. name. Her name is Google. That's not something you want to call your kid. No. So I'm going to come up with a name for her. <laughs> oh God. I don't know what it is yet, but I will come up with a name for the lady who lives in my phone that sends me in weird directions. Crack whore. No, that's a bit rude. That's what, how she acts when you, she's talking to you. I was thinking more something like Tiffany, because, you know, she's obviously thick. <laughs> Sorry if there are any clever Tiffany's out there, but let's Chardonnay. face it, you're, you're not likely to have a PhD. We should ask Bunty, because Bunty's from Essex. Bunty is from Essex. 
She is an Essex Oompa Loompa. What are all the other Essex Fickies called, honey? No, any. Well, just throw a stone out of your house, and when it hits someone, ask what the name is. Oh, because they'll think it's the moon falling on them or something. Oh, yeah. Chicken Little. Oh, the sky's falling, isn't it? Bruh. Try and find out some of the That's names. That's totally right. ream. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. That's from the only way as Essex. I know that because I've <laughs> read it on the social medias. <laughs> totally ream. I have never encountered anyone in the neighbourhood who says that. You you must just yeah, get... get wrecked, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you could just get the neighbours at the back having fights over their drug deals gone wrong at two o'clock in the morning. It's they cool. are. Right, classy. Well, ask them what one of their girlfriends is called. Yeah, next time I'm having a party, I'll shout out the window. Oi, mate. Oi! What's your missus called? And also, yeah, he's underweighed it. Anyway, that's a whole different issue. You live in a right classy place. I live in a very nice part of Essex, believe it or not, because it's right oh, on the border. I don't border. believe that. Because it's, no it's right on the border. You take, you walk 500 that's... yards and you're in Hertfordshire. It's great. That's saying there's a nice part of Suffolk. Or Norfolk. Norfolk's lovely. You know, the best thing that's come out of Suffolk? Obviously, you're in. The A140. (laughs) This is why we had the M25, is to keep you lot out. Keep you lot in. It's like Escape from New York. I'm not from here. (laughs) Just point that out. I'm not from Essex, but everyone seems to assume I am. Mrs. Marshall's from here, though. She's lovely. (laughs) And in the interests of International Women's Day... She'd get it. <laughs> Thanks, I'm looking Matt. forward to Mage. I'm looking forward to Mage. She's going to be fun. I assume you're turning up, Matt. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Mrs. Marshall will be there as well. I know. <laughs> Why do you think I'm laughing? Well, Mrs. Marshall's always there. She just gives him a look and he goes, <laughs> does he goes and hides in a corner and feels she, bad. She does give me the TA look. Yes, the naughty corners. Uh, yes, the, you're a very naughty boy. Right, well, this has been ages. We've been talking for an hour and a half. We have to. Blimey, Charlie. Yeah. Weren't we supposed to be doing this in 15 minutes back in the olden days? Oh, back in the olden days, but... Uh... Yeah, but you've got a special guest on. Special needs guest. <laughs> Don't be nasty, Matthew. Sorry. We want Bunch to come back again. We do. She's yeah. all right. For oh, a girl. Okay. Oh, for a girl, yeah, thank you. We'll do another one like a Spider-Man if, if, if you like. Once we've all seen it. Once Matt actually bothers to go and see it. Well, we'll see it with Mike on Wednesday at three o'clock in the pictures. Because I've already <laughs> bought the tickets, you see. That's all right, yeah. then. If it's boring, we'll make out. And he's driving. <laughs> and we're in, we okay. are in the back row. Oh, God. Who's right. got the popcorn bucket with a hole in the bottom? Me, that, was Matt when he was, that was Matt when we went to see um, Wonder Woman, actually. <laughs> no, not I've Wonder got Woman. Seen what Wonder was Woman. It? Power Rangers. Power Rangers. No. No, no. What, what are we, we going to see? Mrs. Marshall. I can't remember. What did we all go and see? I can't remember. What Something. Are the, what other big movies have been this year? Um, no, because we all went. We took all the kids. You sure it was a Power Rangers? Ghost in the Shell? No, no. Um, Skull Island? I say that I think of. Was it this year? Yes. What was the Marvel movie earlier this year? Guardians, Guardians 2. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That was it. That was what we went to see. Yeah. 
See, we've blocked it out from our memory. It was that bad because a movie. It's so rubbish. Thank what. You like it, don't you? Do I don't like it as much as the first one, but I did like it. And on that bombshell that now Bundy has no credibility whatsoever with it comes to movies. Um, we shall go. Uh, until next time, I've been Mike. I've been Bunty, apparently. Well, you can you can use a different name if you want. It's right stuck now. It's stuck. It's not going anywhere. Bunty's better than a less, anyway. Yeah, I've had a less longer. Yeah, but Bunty's your <laughs> new friends. Mm, my cool friends. No, 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 your oh, new yeah. friends. <laughs> let's not, let's not, you know, let's not build us up too much. Well, the, the friends who called me less were my Warcraft friends, so I suppose technically you probably are cooler. Oh, yeah, we probably are. Do you have any LARP friends? Because that's who we look down on. Yes. Ah, see? Losers. It's always been my contention that every every gaming every gaming strata has someone that they look down on. It's actually a circular thing. But well, who do LARPers look down on? There's RP, no RP, lower RPGs. than them. They look down really? on RPGs, yeah, because they're 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 actually living the RPG instead of just pushing bits of paper around on a thing and rolling dice. Mm. It's true. Okay. But then the RPGs look down on wargamers because um, they can do it all in their memory, and we have to push loads of toys around the table, and you know we all su- we all suck at the Games Workshop teat. And we have rules. So it's a circle. Sorry, it's, you I... know, it's a circle thing. Basically, we're it all is. sad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. but no, LARP, LARPers. I LARPers have always been the one that I think that war gamers look down on. Going really, Definitely. you're going to go and hit yourself. You're going to go and hit each other with foam swords. Well, that yeah. sounds exciting. Get, get a life and go and is this? get a life and go and buy some toy soldiers like real grown up men and women. <laughs> so weirdos. Have I done my I've been yet? No. Okay. It's just me to go, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, I've been Tiffany. Did your phone say anything? No. Hang on. Let's let's find out what she says. Let's ask her what her name is. Okay. Okay, Google. What's your name? Hang on. What's your name? She's given me this. Hang on. This is thrilling podcast content. It's a thing. It's coming up on YouTube. It's a song. (laughs) That's an advert. Sod it. It's an advert. It's not working. (laughs) She didn't give me a name. (laughs) I bet you've known a lot of women that won't give you their name. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she's not the first. She'll probably give me a fake fake number. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com. <laughs>